This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good morning. Welcome into A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you maybe opposites do attract, at least for one night. Welcome in. We are live here on our live stream of A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta on our YouTube channel. So make sure you give that channel a like and a subscribe and a thumbs up, all that good stuff. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M A R K Z I N N O. Final show of this live stream week here on our YouTube channel. So we certainly appreciate everybody tuning in and watching, whether it's live right now and commenting below. We certainly appreciate all those comments as well, but checking it out later on in the day. It's been a fun week going live with everybody uh, as we do every single day, but the live stream adds another dimension to it. So thank you guys so much for taking part. A lot to get to today on the show, including one quarterback who's in a good situation and one quarterback who's in a bad situation. And the Braves start their series with the Marlins. Can they get three more wins before they're huge, what I'm calling a playoff series uh, for a week straight, four against the Mets, three against the Astros. I think they need to win four out of those seven games, all seven of them at Truist Park. That's your your best barometer for October is facing those two teams back-to-back for seven straight games. So uh, we will get into that coming up later on the show. I wanted to start with the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to play a football game tonight. Yeah, football in Atlanta is back. All right, good job, Falcons. Um you know, and I've said this all week long, and I'm proud of myself. I haven't done it. I'm actually not proud of myself. I, I, there's no need to do it. There's plenty of other things to talk about then. Well, what do you expect to see from the guys on the field tonight? Um, lazy. Lazy, lazy take stuff. La- la- lazy work. Be better. There's more content out there about the Falcons. Then. What do you expect to see? So uh, the only thing I expect to see to answer that question is just don't get hurt. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters is do not get hurt tonight. Nobody can get injured, period. That's it. As long as everybody walks out of that game unscathed, and let's just even put a more of a caveat on it, caveat on it, walk out of that for, for the main level starters, that's 22 dudes or so, give me the next 10, 15 guys up to, you know, 37, 47 guys, 37 guys, 40 guys, somewhere in that range. Guys from 41 beyond, they can get hurt. Other than that, top 40 guys, no, cannot. Okay, so just get out of the game clean. Don't hurt yourself. Uh, there, There's nothing else to get excited about other than that. Okay, uh, so they're taking on the Detroit Lions. They're going to Detroit. And, you know, you think about the Detroit Lions uh, and the Falcons, and both of these teams have are coming off bad years, right? Uh, both of these teams have limited – expectations to say the least and both of these teams are sort of in a rebuild yet with all those similarities these two teams couldn't be more opposite of one another in where they are right now think about this objectively okay on one sideline you have dan campbell former nfl tight end right big blocking guy you know, mean attitude. He's got the scowl on his face, talking about biting kneecaps at his opening press conference. You know, 
Uh, this is a guy that since the moment he's got there, he's gotten emotional in press conferences. You know, he's he, you've heard him scream and yell. If you're watching Hard Knocks, you got his players crying when they're giving speeches. He's cracking jokes. Like all of this together creates a certain attitude and a certain identity about this team. All this stuff together puts the Lions in a, in a light that's fun, that's easy to root for, that's likable, that's desirable. And oh, by the way, you may not, not think this is correlated, but I certainly think it is. All of those reasons have led the Lions to be one of the most bet-on teams this offseason to exceed their win total in the NFL. One of the highest actual raw number of bets are placed on the Lions to exceed their team win total. Not the Packers, not the Ravens, not the Chiefs, not the Cardinals. The Detroit Lions are getting public attention. Flip it over on the other sideline. You go from Dan Campbell, cracking jokes, screaming, yelling, crying, to Arthur Smith, the son of the founder of FedEx. Very buttoned up, very reserved, very monotone, very right to the point and direct. All business, all the time. Now, for those of us who have been in the room with Arthur Smith, you know, he cracks jokes every now and then, but his jokes aren't getting national attention. Why? Because he didn't scream the first day about biting kneecaps. He gave you all the old routine stuff. We're, we're going we're to play hard, and, you know, we want, we want to play winning football, and, and we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to try our best, and we want to create a winner. Dan Campbell's out here biting kneecaps. Which one's going to get more attention? Obviously. Now, look at the way both of these organizations over the last two years have tried to reconstruct their team. Right. Dan Campbell, again, growl, you know, it's got that scowl, got that mean look on him. What were the last two picks he took? Penesuel offensive lineman, Aiden Hutchinson defensive lineman. Trenches, 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 trenches. That's how we're going to build. We're going to get tough first on the inside. That's how we, how we are going to be who we are. We're going to get tough. Because biting kneecaps, growling. Urgh. Falcons, last two drafts. Pass catcher Kyle Pitts, pass catcher Drake London. Offensive-minded, not toughness, speed, size, you know, finesse, if you will. And that's not to say that Kyle Pitts isn't tough or Drake London isn't tough. But that's you know, you don't think when you think of tough, you don't think of pass catchers. That's not what you think of in the NFL. And this is how these teams are building their identity. The Lions are building their identity similar to what their coaches. They want tough, mean dudes who are going to smack you around. And they want guys who are built in the image and likeness of their coach and their coaching philosophy. And that's how they're going to, to, to frame themselves. And identity is so important in the NFL, but that's who the Lions want to be. They were tough last year. They were competitive last year. They almost never got blown out. They lost a lot of close games. On the flip side, again, you have the Falcons, very buttoned up, uh, looking to do it offensively looking to do it, you know, in a different way that is less physical and tough, but more creative, right? All those things. And I think the Falcons have questions on identity publicly. I don't think the Lions do. And if you want to look for something, try to figure out what the team's identity is. Figure out how tough they are. Figure out how hard they play. You know, I know we've heard Dean Peace, you know, hooting and hollering at press conferences about how tired he is, about the mantra, the defense, this, that, and the other. That's great. You know, um, 
But Dean Pease doesn't echo the same sort of air of confidence and toughness that Dan Campbell does. And he's not expected to. One's a defense coordinator, the other one's a head coach. But still, the point being that Arthur Smith doesn't echo that same thing. That doesn't mean one is bad and one is good. That doesn't mean that one is better and one is worse. No, it doesn't mean any of that. just means they're different. But these two teams who are at similar stages in their franchise right now, as far as rebuilding, you know, uh, trying to create a culture and trying to get back to winning, they're, they're, they're doing it polar opposite. And, and that, I think, is what you'll see play out on the sidelines tonight. We're going to get a decent amount of starters to play, at least. That's the word from the coaches, that starters are going to play a little bit. Okay, three series instead of two. Great. Congratulations. So I, I just thought it was interesting to watch these two teams go at it uh, and, and just see where they are and see which kind of methodology um, maybe gets to the top. Do I think the Lions are going to go over their win total? Maybe. Do I think the Lions are going to be competitive this year? Probably. Do I think the Falcons are going to be competitive this year? I hope so. That's the one thing. That's the only thing I'm asking for. Be competitive. Don't lose 40-3 to three this year. Maybe you get one. You get one stinker. But if it happens twice, lack of preparation, lack of coaching, and that's a problem. All right, coming up next, um, I'll give you a quarterback in a good situation and a quarterback in a bad situation. That is coming up. A first word from our friends at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. By the way, it is a pick em tonight between the Lions and the Falcons. So I saw in one spot the Lions were one-point uh, underdogs, but whatever. Find reviews and news of every league, baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, total tonight set at 35 and a half if you're into that sort of thing. I would lean on the under, but I have concerns about uh, Desmond Ritter playing like the whole second half and trying to score every single time he touches the ball, which he should because he's, he's a rookie quarterback and he wants to prove himself. So that may push the total over, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, quarterback in a good situation, quarterback in a bad situation. Let's start with the quarterback in the bad situation first. Um, and that is Deshaun Watson. Uh, because, and I don't, listen, I full disclosure, I don't often agree with Mike Florio, uh, and I don't often agree with pro football talk. Uh, I, I, I sort of anti their um, business model is not the right word. Just they aggregate other people's work and then pass it off as their own with a little opinion tossed in, and that kind of seems cheesy to me. But anyway, um, so apparently the report is out there now that Deshaun Watson is willing to accept an eight-game suspension along with a $5 million fine. Uh, as right now, the former attorney, former attorney general of New Jersey, what's his name, Harvey uh, Peter Harvey. Um, now, what? Almost a week into his appeals process, so whatever it may be, um, and it's got to be done expedited. And I'm sure everybody and Roger Goodell want an answer on this the status of Deshaun Watson because the Browns do play tonight as well. So uh, we will see what's what's going to happen there. But nonetheless, the fact that Watson is now coming to this point and realizing that. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to end up getting a year because when this guy decides it, there's nothing we can do other than uh, going to federal court to sue the NFL. But that said, uh, he's basically saying, OK, I'll accept two more games out of half the year and be able to play because I don't want to sit out two years in a row and nor should he want to sit out two years in a row. But Mike Florio is actually right. 
Like, you should have came to the table with this from the beginning. From the very, very, very beginning. Flora is 100% correct. But Watson wanted to maintain his innocence. And he wanted his attorney to stick his thumbs in the eyes of all the accusers and, and their attorney and everything else. Say, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. I want to go to court. I'll go to court of law. I'll prove this thing. Grand jury didn't indict me in one case. Grand jury didn't indict me in another case. Blah, 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 blah. And in reality, if you had proposed this from the beginning, the league probably would have accepted. Florio is right in that. Now it's too far down the road. Now, after the the outlandish and and uh, outlandish is not the right word. Now, after the over, after the big reaction uh, uh, to just the six game suspension from everybody thinking that it was a light suspension. Well, now the NFL has to double down even harder because going two more games is like eh, whatever. Five million dollar fine to a guy who signed a two hundred thirty million dollar contract. Eh, whatever. Like no one's. It's not going to move the needle. It's going to be bad optics for the league. On top of bad optics that they already have. Not that they necessarily care about optics, but nonetheless, it, it's what will happen. So, you know, this was something that Watson and his camp should have come to from the beginning. And if they had, Watson's future would already be determined and he'd know exactly what he's doing. And to me, um, you know, discretion has to be the better part of valor in these scenarios. Does accepting that and paying people off and everything else make it look like you're guilty? Sure. The quicker, but the quicker you start throwing touchdowns, dude, and the quicker you start winning ball games, the quicker everybody forgets. That's your only way out. It is your only, only, only way out, other than complete exoneration in a court of law. That's that. Those are the two paths out. You took the long one. The short one was get on the field as quick as possible and and start winning games. So we'll wait and see. And I, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if we get that decision today on Friday. The NFL loves Friday 4 o'clock news dumps uh, before the weekend. So it wouldn't shock me if uh, we get that decision today um, at all. All right, let's pivot to a guy in a good situation and one that Falcons fans know very well. And that's Matt Ryan. If you follow me on Twitter, at Mark Zeno, you know, I, I, yesterday I tweeted out a video. There was a, there was a video of um, Matt Ryan at Colts camp. Uh, and it was Zach Kiefer. I guess he is the athletic uh, Colts beat writer. And he just tweeted out a video of Matt. It was about four minutes long. It was pretty lengthy. But just Matt interacting with teammates and coaches, making plays, him having fun, just looking loose and laughing and everything else. And I'm like, and I just said, is it me or does Matt Ryan seem reinvigorated by his new surroundings? And I was being gentle with the word reinvigorated. But here's the best way I can describe it, Okay. Here in Atlanta, Matt Ryan, and some of this I think was, for lack of a better term, forced by the PR staff and the communication staff and everything else. Um, but Matt Ryan was very buttoned up, very tight-lipped, never showed any real emotion. Well, they were winning, he was allowed to show emotion. But every other time they weren't, it was buttoned up Matt, right? Even in the preseason, before the season started, it was buttoned up Matt. There, there was no looseness to him. You know, that was business Matt. Business suit Matt. I think in Indianapolis, you're seeing business casual Matt. He looks very relaxed. He smiles a ton. He's cracking jokes with players. And again, I only saw one video. I'm not following Colts camp closely. I don't think any of us are. But I will say this much. That dude looks like a quarterback who's ready to win now. That dude looks like a quarterback who 
dare I even make this comparison, it looks a lot like Brady in his training camp when he was there. Now he just left. If you didn't follow the news, go Google it. Brady left camp. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, personal matter, nothing big. But you just get that sense of confidence about him that we got this. We got this. Uh, and it's enough to almost sell me on Colts are going to win that division, like right now, more so than the Titans, who I think are getting a little bit underrated. But that said, you know, this could be a really good pairing between these two for the next two or three years. And Falcons fans can absolutely, secretly or openly, wish the best for Matt Ryan and hope he goes and wins the Super Bowl this year. Why? Because the Falcons aren't in contention for a Super Bowl this year. So they're willing to let it go. But Matt just looks like a different quarterback. Go to my Twitter account, at Mark Zitto. Scroll down on my timeline. Watch that video. Uh, and, and judge for yourself. And judge for yourself. And again, the other part of this, did the Falcons ever really put out videos like that? No. You know, did they put that stuff out on social media? No. And again, I, I don't know how Zach Kiefer even got the video because he put it, it was tweeted out from his own personal account. It's not like he retweeted the Colts social media account. But again, some of this is how the team wants you to be portrayed. Some of this is how, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they want you to look in the public eye. But the Falcons did a very good job of making Matt look like business suit Matt. The Colts want him to be business casual Matt. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I think business casual Matt, to me, feels a lot more likable and a lot more, um, you know, guy that you want to root for. Not that I didn't want to root for him here in Atlanta. I I'm likely to be less critical of him now because he plays for a different team, uh, but we'll see. Colts still have a lot on offense. They're going to be fun and exciting to watch. And they got one of the best running backs in the league, a really talented young wide receiver in Pittman, uh, some shifty tight ends that people are going to forget about. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And I think they got one of the better coaches in the league, despite what other people will tell you. I think Frank Reich's excellent. So uh, we'll see. All right, we are going to get to the Atlanta Braves uh, and some news about their ace. But first, a word from our friends at Coffee AM, the best small batch roaster in America. And it's right here in Atlanta. Coffee never tasted so good. When that box gets to your house, guys, when you order Coffee AM and the box gets to your house, you're going to be able to smell it before you even open it. And then when you open it, it's going to make the whole house smell like delicious coffee. Why? Because most of Coffee AM's coffees are roasted and shipped the same day or close to it, so they're super fresh. And they only roast current crop specialty-grade coffee and coffees from around the world. Countries you ain't even heard from, they got coffee from. Rainforest coffee. You don't even know the rainforest is, other than Brazil, right? Rainforest coffee. Tanzania, Kenya, Sumatra. All over the world, organic fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends and espressos, flavored coffees, teas, gift sets, and a whole lot more locally roasted right here in your backyard. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Take a full look at their menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. All right. Uh, Braves opening up a three-game set with the Marlins in Miami. We'll get to that here in just a second. But first, time for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. 
Ah, you know how we do it. Every day, we have to give somebody a shovel to set them straight, whack them right upside the head, uh, and remind them that they are infallible. You can do so on my Twitter account, at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Here's the hashtag, Shovel of Wisdom. Today, my shovel goes to, well, the combo shovel, Antonio Brown and myself. You probably have seen uh, Antonio Brown's Twitter account yesterday. <laughs> uh, and I'll read it to you if you haven't. Uh, he just tweeted out, Sincerely, A.B., with a picture of him in his Buccaneers uniform, and a quote. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at the UPS driver, and it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Tony Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch it afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks, close quote, Antonio Brown on his biggest regret. Uh, this is loaded, you know, with just so much magnanimous crap. It's, uh, it, it makes me smile. And I give myself a shovel because I can't decide whether I love it or hate it. Like, part of me is like, this guy's a clown. Will he stop? Is he ever going to stop? Like, can, can you just chill for a little bit and, and not be that guy all the time? Yes, he's going to be that guy all the time. But part of me loves it, man. Like, part of me buys into it. Antonio Brown loves himself. I mean, Antonio Brown, what is wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. And we are all intrigued by it. So how can you not love it? We all ate this up. We had people doing memes with it on the internet. We had people rewriting the speech similar to about their lives. We had people, you know, acting it out in, in voice form. We love Antonio Brown, but we hate Antonio Brown. It's such a all right, uh, Braves will start a three-game series with the Marlins in Miami. We got the news yesterday that the Braves put Max Reed on concussion IL, seven-day concussion injured list, and they backdated it to Monday, um, which means Reed will not pitch this weekend in his normal turn in the rotation because it was uh, Saturday that he – had that, you know, not collision with uh, Jansen Swanson, but a ball bounced off Reed's chest and went into foul territory, slipped and fell on his face, and his shoulder, whatever. So that was Saturday. It's not the five days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. With an off day Thursday, he would be pitching tonight. He is not pitching tonight, obviously. Um, the Braves are going with Jake Odorizzi tonight. They're calling up Ian Anderson to start tomorrow in the doubleheader in the first game, Spencer Strider in the second, and then Charlie Morton starts on Sunday. And if you do the seven-day IL, retroactive for Monday, well, comes all the way to Sunday. Kyle Wright will start Monday against the Mets. Right now, the slated starter for the Braves on Tuesday against the Mets is blank. We assume that's where Max Street is going to be uh, after. I think this was more a procedural move to be able to get uh, uh, another arm up here for the doubleheader over the weekend. Uh, it makes total sense from that standpoint. Kind of sort of roster manipulation that uh, – that came through from time to time. They got these four games against Miami. They should be able to take three out of four. Sweeping doubleheaders is tough. They always will be. Uh, if you sweep the doubleheader, great. You know, you're, you're in fantastic position. But most of all, again, and oh, by the way, the Phillies lost last night uh, in their game. So they fall a, a, a three and a half games back now. That's where all 
So and the Mets are starting a series, I think, with I want to say I don't know why I didn't have to that well. But um, yeah, the Mets are starting a series with the Phillies. That's right. Scherzer goes tonight and tomorrow. So um, those two teams will meet with the Phillies trying to make up the ground. All the Braves gotta do is take care of it. If they do that, they'll be fine. We get back here on Monday. We're having A to Z on Monday. We are getting set for what I'm calling the playoffs here. Seven games here. Four against the Mets, three against the Astros. Those are two teams that have a very good chance of beating each other in the World Series. You want a barometer if you can win seven games against a team of that caliber, the seven-game series, win four out of those seven games. And let's see who shows up and who doesn't. Let's see who plays big and who doesn't. Let's see who pitches well and who doesn't. And we can get a better answer of where this team is right now. And if what we're seeing is a little bit of the, uh, quote, dog days of summer, or that the Braves are starting to have some holes in certain spots. Let's see how Brian Snicker reacts with guys like Ozuna uh, and, and the liability he's been as of late. You know, how much does Vaughn Grissom now work into things? What are they doing with Michael Harris? Where is he batting in the order? All this stuff is going to start to get worked out. I hope they treat these seven games like it is a World Series seven-game series type matter. Because beating the caliber of those teams is going to be really, really fun. All right, that'll do it for us today on this Friday and this entire week here on our A to Z live stream on our YouTube channel. Again, if you're just watching, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give a thumbs up to the show. We certainly appreciate it. Almost at 3,000 subscribers. Guys, we haven't even been at this uh, for like five months yet. Like We are rocking and rolling, and we're doing it because you guys are loving the work that we're doing on all the shows on the platform here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is A to Z. I've hit hard with John Chuckery, APL Day 1, to Jarvis Davis, and to expertise. Braves postcast after every Braves game, and Locked On Falcons is ramping up as is Locked On Hawks. All of it is right here at Locked On Sports Atlanta. On Twitter at Locked On ATL, I'm at you know, you guys have a great Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. Be back here on Monday. Don't take the crap. Anymore.